Hi, I'm Lee Charles. You're listening to Room 26 with Freddie Nwaka. Hey guys, so welcome to Room 26 podcast with me, Freddie Nwaka. Just a, you know, casual, laid back, unadulterated conversation with friends, celebrity guests, and you, of course. Hold on. You are listening, right? All right, good. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Room 26 podcast with Freddie Nowaka. Let's check what Freddie's up to. Freddie, you there? I'm here, man. I'm here, man. I'm, I'm actually chilling with my son. Say yo, Cruz. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> we just here, man. Yeah, nice, we, man. We just jamming, man. How Perfect. You, how you been? I'm good, brother. I'm really good. I'm really excited about this conversation we got going on today. Tell me, who have you got on the phone today? Brother, you know what? It, it was mad. I was thinking about all that's been going on in the world as, as, as just as a whole, you know what I'm saying? And like, I looked at a lot of the demographics of the people that we've been interviewing, but I've got friends from all around the world, all races, everybody. You know, you know how I do my team. Yeah. Um, and this guy, again, like the moment I met him, we became like brothers, man. So today Perfect. on my show, I've got Lee Charles, man. The energy from when we met, it's mad. Like, it's almost like I feel. Oh, I feel like I feel like we've been we, we were friends in a, in another lifetime, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, for a minute, we met. It felt like we knew each other forever, you know. And we, we just had this. There was just this bond straight away that was just sort of really unique. And obviously, you know, you you took me into into your home for just during the time that we, that we that we met and stuff. And obviously, I was I was around you and your family and stuff. And you introduced me to 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 your friends and it was just it, you know it, it honestly felt like I'd knew you forever it was just really weird it was, it was, it, it was mad like my kids talked to you which was really mad because my kids don't like nobody like that, that. <laughs> like kids have this second sense where they they kind of look at you and suss you out and yeah. they'll be polite they'll be polite because they have to be but afterwards they might like daddy I don't like him <laughs> but, but, but my kids took to you. I, I introduced you to your first Caribbean meal. Remember, you, you went and did. You had jerk chicken, jerk chicken and rice. I'm planting. I did. I did indeed. And what was what was the drink? <laughs> what was the drink that you got me? Um, I think it was Guinness punch. Guinness, Guinness punch. punch. Yeah, it was Guinness punch. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, was my, mad. My first taste of a of real good cuisine. So it was nice. <laughs> it was decent, man. <laughs> so, so for those listening, um, Lee is like, we, we met on the set of Brotherhood, to be Brotherhood. fair. Yeah, we met on the set of Brotherhood and we was working on um, that with Noel Clark. And another good friend of mine, my little brother, man, Aaron Eaton, rest in peace, he was on set yeah, with us. Piece, uh, we all became really, really tight, man. And from that, that's how we, me, me, me and um, Lee got really, really close, man. But um, I want to talk to you about your martial arts, bro. Like, yeah. you're like... Your thing is different. Like a lot of people talk about martial arts, yeah. But you're, you, bro. How long have you been doing? How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing martial arts since I was. Four. I started when I was four, uh, initially, and then I started. I started properly when I was six. So it's like thirty-eight years. So I've been involved for about thirty-eight years now. So I'm forty-four now. So I'm coming up to, coming up to my thirty-ninth year shortly. Um, but yeah, I've just, you know, it was just one of the things that you know the the usual watch a Bruce Lee movie and then just become completely obsessed and I've done it all my life. That's mad, man. And what, like, I guess what titles do you hold? Yeah, I won, I won, <laughs> I try not to sound too big-headed. <laughs> I won six world, <laughs> I won six world kickboxing titles. Uh, so I won the world titles six times. Yeah, no, six, man. No, 
No, you're, bro, you're fucking greedy, bro. You're greedy. No, you're greedy. You're greedy. You're greedy. Like, no, no, brother. I've got to tell you, you're greedy, bro. Because you know what? You could have just said one or two. This guy, six. Six, man. Six, yeah. I was, uh, six world titles. Yeah, I was lucky. <laughs> six times. No, bro. That's not... <laughs> yeah, that definitely ain't luck. One time you could say, right, you know what? Yeah, I got a lucky punch. But yeah. six times. Yeah, I just, Mad. I just... I just got good at not getting beat. Wow. It's, I think you got that. Your, your, your background, you're Irish. Background's Irish, right? My, my, my family, my family is from Ireland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, man. You Irish people, that, like, I remember <laughs> I used to get, I, I had a few problems with a few travellers back in the day. And you know, like, when you hit them, they don't never want to stay down. And yeah. you Irish people have this kind of thing in your blood. I think it's in your blood, you know, where you just don't stay down, like, you don't stay down and you can get hit and get hit and get hit and you keep on coming. Like, it's yeah. crazy. It's a, it wow. Becomes, the, the hitting thing becomes addictive as well. So I, I still like, I still take part in heavy spars and I still, I, I, the one thing I'm missing more than anything else during this lockdown is getting punched in the face. So that, that's the one thing I'm missing wow. more than anything else. You're starting to sound, you're starting to sound a bit creepy, bro. Like, you're starting to sound a bit like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, like, of, of, all, of all the things you could be missing, man's missing getting punched in the face. Like, that sounds... <laughs> yeah. I think when you've done something for as long as I have, um, it, it just becomes part of your life. And, and, and I, say this, I say this to people all the time. You know, it becomes that, that part of your life where... You know, you just need you, you need to, to be training, you need to be doing these things. And obviously, I don't get punched as much as what I used to, um, because mm. uh, obviously, I, you know, you start to start to have an adverse effect on on your life. But you know, I still, I still miss it. I still mm. missing getting in with the guys. I still miss I still miss the the, the sparring, training, the hitting the pads, and just the 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 uh, camaraderie that we have between us all as well. You know, you're in there with a lot of like-minded people who enjoy getting hit, kicked, and punched. So, in the so face. It's, yeah, so, it's, so it's, it's 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 quite. You know, everyone keeps saying to me, "What's the first thing you're going to do after lockdown?" And everyone's like, "Oh, I'm going to go out drinking. I'm going to do this. I'm like, I'm going to go spar and punch someone in the face." So, just, I think we just we just all all miss it. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Are you you got a gym, right? Because I see you set up your gym and everything. Yeah, I mean, I just how's that going, man? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm looking over my second one at the moment. I've been looking during lockdown at new locations and stuff. And for me, it's just I I want to, you know, I'm like yourself, Fred. Where you know I come from, I where I'm from, I come I grew up in a council estate. You know, my mum and dad didn't really have much, and so it's like the martial arts give me like a lot of focus and a lot and a lot of. It gives me the, an option to, to take decisions that I wanted rather than being influenced by everyone else and, and stuff like this. And, and I want to pass like, my skills on to, to the kids and, and give them, you know, mm. give them that, 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 that belief that anything's impossible. Like, anything's possible. You know, nothing's impossible. And the only person mm. that, that has that opportunity and has, that, um, has the willpower to push on and push forward is yourself. Giving them that self-belief mm. that nothing... Absolutely nothing in life is impossible, and I think you know, I think the the, the way I teach the kids and the and the the um, the sort of like the discipline, the respect, and the integrity that I teach them through through the martial arts, and I'm, I'm hard. I'm I'm an old school type teacher, and I'm I'm really harsh on them. You know, I, I, you know, I've, I've said to them time and time again, I'm not here to be your friend because mm. I need to understand. I'm here to be your instructor. I'm here to to give you guidance. To, to try and help you to be able to go in, go on in society and make better of yourself. 
that's amazing. That's amazing, man. And 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 like we, like they say, well, like Whitney said, man, the children are the future, man. So yeah, what we what we instilled into our kids is what do you know what I mean? It's what we hundred hundred percent. You know, everything that everything that that we do now, our children are watching and our children are picking up and, you know, and they're seeing and they will think that that's how they're meant to act and how they're meant to go. And we've got to have pillar, we've got to have people in society that can, can stop. I mean, you know, if kids were to watch the news every day and see, see what's going on in the world, they're not going to grow up in a very good world, categorically, because everything that's on yeah, the news, you know, everything that's on the news, you know, for me, it's a lot of it's propaganda. A lot of it's set out to, to install a lot, yeah. a lot of things. You know, but you need you need people to be able to to install these good good ethics, good moral ethics in themselves to be able to go out, achieve what they want to achieve in life, and be a genuinely good person whilst they're doing it. No, I real talk, man. And you know what? It's funny. Like it's crazy because you remind me so much of my brother. Right, my brother does um, he's a black belt MMA, yeah, yeah. Um, jiu jitsu and stuff, yeah, and you have got to be one of the most dangerous guys that I know, but also one of the most humblest. Thank you. Really Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're so... No, brother, it's an important trait that... It's almost like... To, I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere on your level, but I do my thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see, when you... <laughs> you know when you know yourself, when you know yourself and you know what you're capable of, it breeds a kind of humility humidity like which is like your this position is so calm and so cool and so like humble man and i love it bro it's, it's and it's inspiring it's inspiring even even when i met you and we was on set and we was doing what we was doing and we came to my house i had no idea that this guy likes to get punched in the face <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> If oh, I'd known that then, I might have been like, I, I might have been like, bruv, wait outside in the car, yeah, and you sleep, you, you sleep in the car, and I'll meet you in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I really, bro, I no, bro, I, I, I love, I love it, man. Like you're, you're, you've got such a, such a, a great soul, man. Another thing, when I watch you with your son, yeah, like it's amazing, man. Like you two have got a bond. It's crazy, bro. Like that bond between you and your your son is amazing, man. How does it feel? How does it feel? Talk to oh, me. Oh, mate, it's just. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you, you, when we were on Brotherhood, you know, you could see how proud I was of him back then, and that was like three, four years ago, you know. And he's just this. I've got this five-year-old boy that I love, I adore. He come into my life. I never expected him to, to to come into my life. You know, it was it was one of the things that happened. And the, the minute he come into my life, my life changed. You know, I just. Everything that we do, we do together. Everywhere I've, made, I've, I've took him on, I've took him on auditions down into London. He just sits there, just he's just he's just he's, he's amazing. I've took him on set. You know, I've introduced I introduced him to Olga Kurylenko, the Bond girl. He won't appreciate it now, but five years, six years down the line, when he's been two of his mates, he's going to appreciate it then. <laughs> he shares my love for the martial arts now as well. He's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. You know, for a five-year-old kid, he can just hold his leg up in the air and just, like, kick ten times. And he does it to, to like, because wow. the bond the bond that we have together. It's like he wants to show off to me. You know, and you know what, mate? He's, he's, he is. He's, I know he's my son, and everyone says it about the, about the, about the children. But he's the loveliest kid you could ever meet as well. 
He's just, he's just really, he's you know really what? grateful. You, he's really polite, and he's just that pleasant. You got once lockdown's over, man. You got to bring him down, man. Like I've only seen, obviously, I see pictures all the time, and I see videos, and we talk. But you yeah. got to bring him down, man. We got to take, we got to take the kids out. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? It's amazing. What you just said there, it's crazy because like the the um, I'm writing a pilot right now for a TV series, yeah, called Monster, and you just identified something in it that is the very premise of what I'm writing. Now, you are a world-class martial artist, which means your son is going to be in awe of what you do and follow your, your footsteps. And yeah. that's why you get footballers, their kids love football. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's that whole father and son bond that the kids look up at, look at us and are inspired to do some of the things we do. Like my kids, I used to rap. My sons, Want to rap? They want to be rappers. They want to be actors because yeah, yeah. that's what I do. And if yeah, and yeah. so we become role models to our children, man. So it's amazing to like when I watch your videos and I see him. Do you know what I mean? He's like he wants to be you. He wants to be yeah, you. Yeah, that's what it is. A better version. <laughs> of he's he's going to be yeah, a better yeah. better version than what I could ever be. So that's that's you know that's that's the only thing. You know, my my whole life now is geared towards towards him and making sure that like he has the, you know the best start in life the best chance in life and stuff and and the best opportunity and you know i'm quite lucky to to be in the industry that i'm in and to be able to to be doing the stuff that i'm doing but also mm. to have the opportunity to be able to like get him involved in, in that stuff and let him be around inspire inspirational people and people that i look up to you know like having the opportunity to, to look up to and stuff and you know and he, he sees me He's he's recently just started asking, Dad, can I watch can I watch one of your films, Dad? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like I, you can as long as I don't die, which is not a lot because I'm dying a lot. But <laughs> um, but yeah, he's you know he's he's sort of like I think in, in the past he you know he, he sort of knew what I did, whereas now he's like, oh, I want to watch can, my Dad. He can, can see now he, he can see what you can do. Yeah, yeah, and he, he well, understands it. I remember we were talking that time when I think I last saw you came down and we were talking about that, that, that charity fight you done. It was for uh, Ronald McDonald House for uh, premature kids. Uh, obviously, when, when Ronald McDonald set up, they, when they set up charity homes in hospitals, which uh, parents can stay in and stuff, um, they pay the initial source of set-up charge and then, and then the, they have to run themselves. The reason I did it is my niece was born at 23 weeks. So she was she was born into one into one of these uh, into hospital and she was born early. And my brother and my my sister in law they spent the, their whole time at the hospital. Obviously the kids and I just thought, do you know what? What can I do? What can I do to help raise money? And I just thought, do you know what? I get punched in the face <laughs> to raise money. So <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I ended up I ended up doing 179 rounds of sparring continuous, which was three three minute rounds with a minute rest. Um, it was 10 and a half hours or something stupid, 11 hours worth of sparring. 11 hours of sparring, bro? Yeah. Non-stop? Non-stop, yeah. No, no, no toilet breaks, nothing. I didn't need a toilet break because the sweat was just coming out of me wait, as wait. soon as it was going in. Oh, I, I need a moment, I need a moment, I need a moment. Wait, I need a moment, yeah. I need a moment. 11 hours non-stop yeah. getting punched in the face and punching yeah. people in the face. Yeah, yeah. But you're not well, brother. You're not well. No, you're not. You're not well. <laughs> Bro, you're not know, well, man. Do, do, that's, do, do, not, do, that's not normal, bro. I know, I know. Do you know what the worst thing is? Like, uh, 
obviously my body, the reason he stopped, I didn't want to stop. The reason he stopped is my body wasn't recovering between rounds and my body was shutting down and I was sort of like a grey colour. So obviously the, the medic stepped in and they were like, you know, we, 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 don't want you, we, we don't want you to do no more. And I was gutted, I was, I was gutted because I, want, I wanted to do a lot more rounds. Um, but then for the next six weeks, I couldn't speak. I developed a stammer and a stutter. Because my body had oh, been you know. through through that much stress, I was in I was in a hospital. I was on a stroke ward for five days while they did tests. They thought it ruptured some kind of major artery in my neck, which had caused me to have this, which was stopping sort of like a signal going to my brain, and that's where the the, the stutter and the stammer would come from. And it wasn't. It was just down to stress. I put my body under so much stress and duress. My, my body just decided to go. Do you know what? You need to give yourself a bit of a break. So, but yeah, I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just, just, you're, you're, you're mad. Bro, do, do you know what we got to do? That's a move. Actually, we did speak about this. We got, to, yeah, we got yeah. to turn your life into a film because you come from nothing. You yeah, come yeah. from nothing, and you've made yourself into this role model, actor, father. But you come from humble beginnings, man. Like it's almost yeah. like everyone that comes out of nothing becomes something really special, like a diamond. In the, do you know what I mean? Everyone's watching um, Gangs of London right now. I was like, yeah. brother, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. My my, my TV series Monster was yeah. a very similar premise, so I've had yeah, to go yeah. back and rewrite and change some things. But when I saw um, the first trailer for Monster, in my head, I thought I thought of you. I didn't know you was gonna be in it, but I thought of you yeah, straight yeah. away, same way as I thought yeah, of you yeah. for my one that I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when yeah, I saw yeah. your scene, brother, when I saw your scene in there. <laughs> Listen, you guys, bro, listen, you guys out there listening to this podcast, if you haven't seen Gangs of London, if you haven't seen it and you're late, please go to Sky, watch Gangs of London, but watch Lee's scene. <laughs> watch his scene. And then everything we've been talking about, this whole hitting in the face thing, all that other stuff, it will make it, it will, it will, bro, 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 you killed it, bro, you smashed it. Yeah, you so, smashed it. How, how you. did that come about? You know, I got, I got, I got asked to audition for the part. Um, I'd worked with the stunt coordinator and stuff before, and they, they, they knew exactly what I was capable of doing, and and sort of, and they were looking for someone who could perform, who could act as well, and, and give give premise. And as soon as this sort of come up, I got, I got the, the chance to audition. I went down to audition in London. I'd had an audition for a guy with a movie in the morning, and and I went there, and I knew, um, I knew. Beforehand, I was probably going to have to do my underwear because I'd been told before this. So I went down and sort of like I had a sort of physical audition, and I had to do sort of I had to act the scenes as well because it's it's very and for those who haven't seen it, the 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 fight as much as the fight is a fight, it's very dramatic and it involves a lot of sort of dramatic moments where there's a lot of acting between me and the the, the lead actor uh, shopping. So so yeah, so I just I went down auditions. Did everything I could. The t- at the time I was, I auditioned. I was in really good shape. I was like, I was ripped to death, and I was like really lean <laughs> and stuff. And and then, and then I stripped off. And then I remember Gareth, the the director, said to me at the end of the audition, he goes, "Listen, if you if you end up getting a part, can you put some weight on?" So I was like, "Yeah." And basically, <laughs> do what what he wants me to do is, you know, the way like a a silverback is like has got these like big yeah. shoulders, but he's got like yeah, this yeah, yeah. shrewd and belly because because they're just like yeah. The, 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 you know, it's it's just they want that animalistic sort of. It's like, just animal that, muscle weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they wanted that look rather than me being big and like ripped to death. 
so I was like, yeah. And then obviously, you know, time went by and then I got the phone call to say I'd got the part. And, you know, I, I, I put my time into to, to putting the weight on. I put two stone on for, for, the, for the role itself, um, which obviously a lot, a lot of belly weight uh, to make the character look like that, like that monster. To make. And then once we got on set, uh, you sort of like, I researched a lot of, a lot of different performers, a lot of different actors and, the way they they sort of portrayed the like psychopaths and stuff, and I obviously spoke with the director and how he wanted me to sort of how he perceived the character to 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 be, and then between a lot of the stuff that I had, I just come up with this like image in my head, and I wanted them to like when you when when people watch it, you'll see at the start. I'm just even though I'm doing what I'm doing to the guy that's just been in the bath, <laughs> I'm very when I'm talking in the scene, I'm, I'm very. I'm just normal. I've just got this normality. And I thought that would make him a little bit more deranged, if that makes more sense. Crazy. More crazy. Yeah. 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 So it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm having a normal conversation, but really I've just butchered this guy up in the bath and cut, you know, cut, cut him up into pieces <laughs> and stuff. And I just, I wanted to like, I wanted to, to give the audience that. And then obviously, you know, during the course of, of the fight with, 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 um, with Chopin, who plays Elliot, um, my character has a tendency to sort of raise his anger levels. So I, I, I start off and I'm like, I'm a little bit sort of miffed off by him and I'm, I'm a little bit sort of, you know, how dare you? And then as he's, as, as the fight progresses and he's not die, sort of, he's not dying and I'm not sort of getting my, I'm getting angrier and angrier and angrier. Um, and Jordan, that, that the whole process, you know, it was, it was quite, it was, it was, it was it was really intense. It was probably one of the toughest things I've ever done, to be fair, in, in terms of wow. you know of anything because you know the, the 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 whole scene was filmed. I think we did five days initially, and then we come back for another one or two days after it. You know, and when you're on set and and you're playing this character and you you're there and you and you get angry for like ten hours. You know, I was <laughs> na- I, I was naked. You're having to give this performance. It, it was it was really really it was one of the toughest things I've done, but it was one of the most pleasurable things I've done because when we were doing it, I knew you just like we just knew it was going to be special. There's a moment in in the scene where I come out with the, the sort of like the meat cleaver, and the meat I, I go into a room and obviously I come out and I've got the cleaver, and then I come out and uh, I remember Shoppe was sitting down. I come out and it's just me and my underpants with my wellies on. For those who haven't seen it. It's not as mad as it's as well, yeah, it is as mad as it sounds. <laughs> but I come out with this meat cleaver, and, and I just stand there, and then the camera's sort of like over Shopee's uh, shoulder and stuff. And then I remember him coming up to me, and he was just like, "That moment's really iconic, you know. This is like, and it just felt that the whole as we as we were making it, that whole fight felt really special, and it felt like really." It felt like something that hadn't can, been done before as well, if that made sense. You know, you have all these fights. No, 100%. It just felt different. It just felt really, really... A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you can tell, because you know what? Every single piece, every poster, every clip, every magazine, everything I pick up has your scene. Like, yeah, every yeah. time we re- they, they refer to Gangs of London, the scene that I see is the fight between you two. That's yeah, yeah. the clip that they use yeah. to sell the film. Yeah. Like, and the thing, and the funny thing about it is that even if you know nothing about the film and you haven't seen the scene, once you see that picture, you yeah. know exactly what's going to, it's crazy, man. As I say, it, it, it felt like, at, at that moment in time, it felt like really, really special. And, 
you know, to, to get to work with Gareth Evans was just phenomenal anyway. You know, I, I'm a big, big fan of the raid and, and his work. And, and I knew, you know, like, I knew what he could, I knew what he was bringing. And I just hoped that I could bring what he expected of me. Um, and, and, and I think we did, you know, as you say, you know, everyone's, everyone loves the butcher, you know, that's what he's been nicknamed now, the, the butcher, everyone loves him and, uh, and it goes out in the States, I think, next month, I think it gets released over wow. the rest of the world. It's only, do you know what, even though it's had all this hype, it's only, it's only been released in the UK. So we've still got to go, man. it's still got to go worldwide yet. Can I just say that, like, I'm putting it out there now, because once it goes to the rest of the world, I know you're gone. You're gone. But we still brothers, yeah. We still family. <laughs> so no, I'm, I'm I'm putting it out there. So I want it on tape in it so the rest of everyone else yeah. can hear. Go so on. I've got two projects coming up. You One's have. called Monster, yep. right? Which is the um, the TV series, and the other one is On the Other Foot. I've yep. already cast you in my yes. film On the Other Same. Foot. I ain't going to tell people too much about it, yep. but I don't care what role you get next and how much money. They're throwing at you. Let them know that I've that, that, that I've got first dibs. Like, mate, yeah, I, will, I will be there. I I will be there for you, hundred percent. No, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Day to day, not now. Yeah. Do you, have you ever had to use your your martial arts like on the street, like? Just, yeah, just, I mean, you know, I was a doorman for a few years for for a bit of time, and you know, obviously with what I I did for for a living. Uh, and the fact that I used to fight and stuff, you know, you'd get your occasional balance that would try and sort of <laughs> <laughs> try and put it on with you. But I think, do you know what? Where I live on the Whittle, I, I live just over the water from Liverpool. So I live on the Whittle. And where I live, it's like a close-knit sort of community, if you like. I mean, it's it, it's it's a big, it's a peninsula that's quite big. Um, but I, I think because... Because everyone sort of knew who I was, I didn't really get that mm. much. I mean, I've you know you, you get the odd idiots who get drunk and stuff like that, and you know I've I've had I've had a few fair altercations, um, and it's weird because like the, like when I've been in that position, and and it, it, like and I'm being threatened and someone's put my put myself on my put, put it on my toes and stuff, like I don't get like. Like I just go there calm. It's 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 the weirdest thing in the world. It's like I it even like it, it it bothers me when it happens. Like so, so someone will come up and and also I, I I think to myself like I'm not like if I'm with people I'm not bothered about me. I've I'm never bothered about me. I worry about the other people. So in in my head, if I've ever been with someone or like if someone kicks off on me, I'll just pass it off. But you know if someone picks up like does it to a friend of mine or something like that. That really, that really annoys me because obviously, you know, mm. they've sensed who the sort of alpha male in the group is and gone for the, for the, for mm. the weaker. Um, but yeah, I just, I just have this like sort of calmness um, where I just, but I think that's, you know, for years and years and years of getting into the ring and, and, and having, having that sort of, um, the life, the life I've had, and the lifestyle I've had. I think it just bec- it becomes sort of a natural thing, and you just sort of like mm. sit and reset yourself. And do you know what? I don't like I don't like fighting as, as such. Like I, don't, I I like my sport, but all the like mm-hmm. all the, all the other bits outside, man. It's just you know, people are idiots. No, I thought no, I totally get it, man. And that brings me to my next question: like where you are now. Like I said, you come from a place of nothing and you managed to get yourself to a place 
which is really nice and, and, yeah. and strong and, and, and positive. What would you say in your life has been your lowest moment and what has been your highest moment? Other than your, your son, because yeah. everyone's children, but other than your children, your son, sorry, what has been your highest point and what has been your lowest point? Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think my lowest point was uh, about seven or eight, well, eight, eight or nine years ago, seven or something like that. Um, and I obviously I I was married at one point and I, I just had a messy a messy breakup and stuff and um, as as a due due to the circumstances of that I lost everything like I literally lost everything I used to have a seven thousand square square foot gym you know my flat my car I ended back up on my mum and dad's house wow. as a as a result of it in the spare room um, I ended up having a breakdown over it because I just I let everything sort of get into my head. Um, and I struggled with life for, for a little bit and then I sat there and I noticed like I sat there and I sort of went do you know what what am I doing I just I did, like one day I was seeing seeing people to try and get my head around I just I, I literally lost everything I owned and everything I had overnight it was just like a, it was just like boomf and I remember sitting there and I was in my mum and dad's and you know I just like I was just so down and depressed and I thought it was the end of the world and I had nothing and what else was I going to do? And, and then I sort of remembered, I sort of like went, oh man, you were champion of the world. What are you doing? You know, you, you, were, you were like, honestly, I just, I just had this like a big epiphany where, and I said to myself, I was like, this isn't you. This, this isn't what, what I am about. This, this isn't who I am. And I've never had an attitude where I feel sorry for myself, where I sit there and feel sorry for myself. And, and, I, and, I, and I believe my attitude towards life has always, always been that, you know, if you want something, like, enough, then you make it happen for yourself. You know, it doesn't matter mm. how many times someone says no to you. I always, I always, like, when I started fighting, I was never the most gifted fighter. And whenever I got, like, I was just, I just worked harder than everyone else. And when I got beat, I saw it as, instead of seeing it as a defeat, I saw it as being one step closer to winning. So every time I was wow. getting beat, I used to say to myself, right, I'm getting closer to winning. There's only going to be so many times that I could get beat before I start winning. And I, and I have the attitude to everything. So when I was in this, like, sort of moment where, like, I was just, everything my whole life had fell apart. And then one, one day, I just woke up and I just went, I'm not having this. I'm not having it. So I sorted myself out, got back in. And then as soon as I started doing stuff for like that, my film stuff started happening again. You know, I got myself a flat, everything that, that I got in a flat. I, I moved into my flat with a pillow and a bed sheet. I didn't have a bed. <laughs> Mate, I didn't have a bed. I didn't, have a, I didn't want anything from anyone. I didn't want anything from anyone. Oh, I needed to do this by myself because it had been taken away from me and I wanted mm. to do this by myself. So everything that I, I, I went on to do was through my determination. I mean, it was through, it was through my perseverance. And I honestly believe that, that I am the person that I am because through, through my martial arts and through obviously the people I've had around me and, and, and stuff, and letting this sort of like this moment take over, you know yourself, you know, I mean, every, everyone goes through them stages where you, you split up with someone and, you know, like, like love itself is probably like the most like, like oh, fucked up thing in the world, isn't it? You know, you got, you got like, it is, it's the one thing that like destroys you. I don't care who you are. Yeah. It's the one thing that can tear you apart and you can think of everything else. Of course. So, so, so obviously, all this had happened and stuff. Um, 
And I just think it, you know, f- f- like my martial arts give me the strength to be able to go, do you know what? Like, and I don't mean this in, in a way where I went, I am Lee Charles. But I, I, I sat there and I just went, do you know what? I'm Lee Charles. I'm, I was, I'm world kickboxing champion. I'm, I'm world kickboxing champion. I, you know, I've worked in, in the foot. And I just give myself this vision of who I was to pull myself out of the, the vision of who I was at that time. So, so I, I sort of looked into that. So for me, I mean, obviously, you know, that, that moment like, like seven, eight, nine years ago, whenever it was, was sort of like a moment in my time that, you know, that I embrace, that, you know, I'm glad it happened to me because it was part of my, of my life and it was part of learning who I am and who I'm going to be. You know, it taught me things that I would not do later on in life in terms of, of how, how to, to let, um, other people influence who you are, who you are, and how your emotions, how you respond to to other people's emotions. So I've probably got become a little bit heartless. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but you know what? It's good training. It's good training. It man. is. It's it good is. Training. It it's is. Good. It's, it's it's personality building. Yeah, it's heart I'm, building. It's strength building. I, I, I do. you know what, mate? I, th- I think you know. You need you need you need a certain group of people around you that that understand like not for their selfish needs but for you you know i think a lot of a lot of mm. people a lot of people have people in their life for themselves if that makes sense rather than having yeah, them yeah. in their life to share their life and i think that that that's a whole different thing mm. um and then do you know what I, for me you know honestly i'll probably say gangs is probably like my like my sort of career highlight you know i like we've been talking about it, martial arts is my thing. Bruce Lee got me into 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 the martial arts, and to to be working with uh, the director um, Gareth, who who sort of like created this whole new genre of martial arts style of of fighting, where it was sort of like really um, you know hands on. It was really aggressive. Like a horror film. Really, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. So, so, and I remember, yeah. you know, me, me and my dad, I'll go back to it. Like me and my dad used to watch movies together when we were a kid. You know, he introduced me to Bruce Lee and all the martial arts and used to sit there watching all the ninja movies and stuff together. And we had this, we had this growing up and that was the life I had, you know, and it, and it was dead special because we should, we shared the moments together. The first movie I watched with my dad again, as an adult from when we were growing up, where we actually, we sort of sat down and watched it. My mum went out one day. Excuse me. And I just bought the raid. And I said to my dad, my mum went shopping and I said to my dad, listen, I've just bought this martial art movie. Do you want to watch it together? And he was like, yeah, all right. So I got to watch, I got to watch the raid with my dad. And then, so, so for me, that was part, (laughs) yeah, it was part of my journey again. Like, so when I got the opportunity to work with Gareth, you know, it was, it was a really, for me, it was sort of like one of them boyhood dreams to, to be able to be in, something of that of that caliber to the standard of like the choreography by Jude Poyer who's absolutely phenomenal you know Jude, Jude is a phenomenal fight choreographer and stunt coordinator and the stuff that he put he pulled off in Gangs of London has raised the bar tenfold for everyone else to, to, to follow you know the, the the standard of of everything that was in there in terms of the, the stunts and the fight choreography was just amazing so to be a part of that I'd have to say that you know, at the time, like I said before, mm. it felt so special. If you could go back in the day, right, knowing what yeah. you know now, yeah. the person you are now, and the man you become, if you could go back to say a seventeen-year-old Lee, 
what advice would you give to yourself? Do, do you know what? It's, it's quite hard because I think you need to learn from your mistakes to make you the, the person that you want to be. And like, I don't mean like as much as I'd like to go back and say to myself, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Then I wouldn't be who I am now, if that, if that makes sense. I agree. I think the only thing that I, like, I would say to, to anybody more than anything else is just be true to who you are, not who people perceive you to be. Because I think, I think people get caught up in this like, thing where they lose themselves to the image of how people perceive them instead of how they perceive themselves, if that makes sense. So, mm. so I know, of 100%. yeah, I, but I've done that through, through growing up and through learning. And I know that like the person that I am now, you know, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite hard. I'm quite outspoken in terms of, I'm just like, when I say outspoken, I'm just honest, you know, I'm just as, I'm, I, I try to be the most honest person that I can be. And I think by being honest and by, and by telling people being truthful, I think a lot of people, um, fluff things up, if that makes sense. So instead of saying to mm, saying, yeah, yeah, they do, they do, and and they just they fluff it up, and it's like stop fluffing stuff up. They, you know, be honest with someone, let them know how just you, how tell you it feel. as it is. Just, it is, yeah. it is, it is. Yeah, so just, say, so, just say it as it is, man. Just say it as it is. Yeah. So so my my yeah. advice my my advice to like to to kids and everything is is be yourself, be true to who you want to be, and if you if you honestly have a dream and you aspire to be something. Just because you want to be different. I remember as a kid growing up, and I, I like everything that I have ever wanted to do, I've gone on to do. So I like mm. I, I have the saying, right? And like and I'm I am the richest person I know. And I don't mean that through money. I mean that through everything that I've ever wanted to do, I've gone and done. Everything I've ever wanted to achieve, I've gone and gone and achieved. So my riches are so much more than materialistic like money things. My, my riches are, you know, wow. you know, I'm friends with Bruce Lee's wife and daughter. I've had dinner with them and I've had tea with them. You know, he was my idol. He was the one that started. My instructors, Benny the Jetakides, you know, Benny was like one of my idols growing up as a kid. You know, he's, he's come up, he's, he's gone on to be, to wow. be my friend and my mentor. And so, so my, my riches are, are, are different. And like my, I think my, my outlook is, is different. I just, I'd say to any kids, any kid is just believe in yourself and stay true to who you who you want to be, not who what anyone else wants you to be. You know, and I think if you do that, you'll always succeed. And what do you think? I mean, this brings me on to this this whole thing that's going on in America with George Floyd and the yeah, yeah. the whole race issues that's going on around the world now. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? It's really weird because it's like I was fostered by a white family in Kent. I have no ounce of racism in me when it comes to like yeah. blacks and whites and so on, so on like that. How do you feel about this whole race? Mate, I just, I just, mate, I just, I just think in 2020, I, I just think it's ignorance. You know, we're, we're all the same. We're all bro, bro, brought into the world the same. We all die the same. And we're all brothers and sisters. You know, I, just, I, I think for, for, for what's going on now, you know, it needs to happen. I think, you know, people need to be aware. They need to stop being ignorant. I think, you know, I mean, you know, my son's mixed race. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not racist. I still can't believe that we live in a world where it goes on. That's <laughs> mad. You know, I, I, honestly, I can't. I can't. And it's not even sort of like blatant racism. It's sort of, you know, I, I, I don't know how to say it. You know, 
I mean, now looking at social media and some of the things that are getting put up there and stuff, you know, by people, I'm just deleting them straight away because they, they don't yeah. even know that they're doing it, if that makes sense. They don't even, mm-hmm. they're, they're not choosing to understand, they're not choosing to, to, to look at the bigger picture and to see what's going on, you know. And I, I, like, I know how it is, you know, this whole white privilege thing needs to, it needs to be gone. It needs to be gone. We're all the same. You know, we need to, we need, everything needs to be pushed forward. It needs to, it needs to be boosted out and everyone needs to stay, stay together and everyone needs to stay strong. You know, the whole, the whole thing to do with, to do with this whole race thing and, you know, segregating into, into categories and stuff. It's like, really? We're in 2020, man. Are we, are we still, are are we still having to live a life like that? (laughs) You know, and I just, I just think, you know, I think it comes down to people need to be educated. You know, and obviously what happened in Bristol with, with the statue and taking that down, I think that is an absolute disgrace to the fact that that was still up in today's day and age and they're still celebrating that someone, so, that, that, that mm. some person, you know, was, was, was put up as a statue and idolised for, for making his, his whole life off, off the slave trade. You know, and it, it's stuff like that. I think it starts at the, it starts at the top. And everyone needs to be educated all the way down. And I think as a parent, like as a parent, I don't know if you see my post the other day. As a, as a parent, it starts with us now. It starts with us to make the change. It doesn't start with, with anything else. It, start, it starts with me teaching my son that we are all the same. Do you know what I mean? And 100%. That, and, and it needs to be kicked out. And I think and if we do that as parents, then we do change. A hundred percent, man. And that's the reason why I guess I'm honoured to have you in this film. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, we, we all, we all sing in for the same hymn page. We all want the same thing. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, you're, you're, you're my brother, the same as my black brothers. There's no, yeah. I don't, there's no, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're like yeah, one of my, like, you're, you're, there's no, oh, he's white. Like, no, fuck all that, man. We brothers. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no colour when it comes to like me and my close friends and my buddies and those that I would consider as families. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Mate, I mean, but anyway, you know, you know what? What? At, the end, at the end of the day, mate, it's, it, like, like I just said, you know, I just, I, I, I honestly, hand on my heart, cannot believe that we're in the time that we're in and it's still, it's still there. It's still, and it's, it, it's sort of blatantly there. That, that's the worst thing about mm. it. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think like sort of rural areas need to be educated. I think people need to be educated. Like they're, they're talking about doing doing stuff in school and in relation in relation to history and stuff, you know, do it whatever whatever it takes to make people mm. more conscious of what they're doing mm. and to make them more aware and 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 to and to keep to, to keep the system. But again, it starts with us. It starts with us as parents, you know, and 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 making sure that you you have you the the most important job in the world is that of a parent, and with that mm. you need to teach your child how to be brought up into this world you know and and one of the key one of the key things is that you know it needs to be it needs to be eradicated it needs to be gone it needs to be gone no i agree man so brother listen yeah we're gonna end on on some fun some fun okay so okay, i've got go a couple games yeah oh couple, my God. couple games i'm gonna hit <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hit you with both games the first game is a quick yep. fire game yeah quick okay. fire tea oh, or I coffee see. tea denzel washington or tom cruise uh, Denzel. Tits or bum? Uh, bum. <laughs> phone call or phone calls or text messages? Text messages. Text messages. 
Uh, you, don't, you don't like chatting on the phone, no? <laughs> text. Uh, text, text, text. Bath or shower? Uh, shower. Michael Jackson or Prince? Oh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Save money or spend? Uh, spend. Spend money. Horror movies or comedy movies? Comedies. Comedies every day. Getting hit in the face or in the stomach? No, I'm joking, man. That, yeah, hit in the face, man. That was a good question. Hit the face. <laughs> <laughs> this last game, right? Yeah. This last game is called Freaky Fridays, right? Okay. So basically, I've got I've got six boxes. Each box has got ten um, different names and things in it. I need you to give me six numbers between yeah. one and ten, and yeah. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do this coming Friday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So six numbers between one and ten. Okay, uh, one, three, five, six, nine, ten. <laughs> All right, so this coming Friday, yeah. you're going to have oral sex <laughs> <laughs> with, 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 with Judy Love, <laughs> right, yeah. at, 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 your best, at your best friend's house. Yeah. <laughs> While listening, while listening to country and western, okay. Then you're gonna fall asleep, and finally you're gonna leave the country. I'm gonna leave the country. <laughs> that's, that's your that's your, that, that's your freaky Friday, man. No, I, I reckon the fall asleep bit's true. <laughs> Brother, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. Like you inspire me on so many different levels, man. Like I can't, I can't begin to tell you from what you've done as a martial artist, as the way that I see you with your your son as a father, as a friend. I know you've always got my back, like brother. Like that's why I say brother. I'm not calling you friend. You're not my friend. You're yeah. my brother. And I really appreciate the love you've always shown me, man. And continue to do what you're doing, shine and inspire others, man. Thank you, bro. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. And you know, from from the moments I met you, Fred. You're a big, you become a big part of my life and, you know, you and Aaron, God rest his soul, you know, you, you had such a big impact on me um, and I, I, I've sat there and, you know, I'll, I'll always be there for you. You know, from the minute I met you, become, you become my brother and we'll be that way for the rest of our lives, man. So guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Room 26. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, tell your friends, dogs, cats, budgies, share. I don't care. Just tell the whole wide world. And let's make Room 26 the most listened to UK podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Room 26 underscore podcast. That's at Room 26 underscore podcast. Thank you.